You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris Tetrold Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle. So joining me this week on Once Upon the Turnbuckle is someone very special, someone who actually competed, dare I say, in that very ring for the WWF and ECW, someone who can boast having the most sensational of trainers. She may no longer be in the ring, but she is doing some great things with her life still these days. So ladies and gentlemen, formerly known as Paris, Please welcome to the show, Nancy Ann Jones. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's no. amazing to see that. I mean, I'm so excited about this. Thank you. Now it's been, it's been, I, I've been, it's been more than a few weeks delayed. It's entirely my yeah. fault. I do you apologize. It happens when people say, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Marvelous. Not a problem. I'm easygoing. Always have been. Always will be. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. So thank you so much for, for giving you. us a bit of your time. And uh, I'm, I've got, I got quite a few questions lined out. Whether I'll get to them all, I don't know. But it's just great to hear anything you can share, really. Um, yeah, over the I course mean, of the interview, you so. know, it was an amazing way I actually got into the, into the business. Um, the General Giant, um, I used to date him. And okay. that's when they were still in Louisville, Kentucky, training. Yep. Yeah. So when I went with him, Jim and I were in the ring and I was warming him up and, you know, they have cameras everywhere so they can watch the, the, the training sessions. So Pat came out and I was like, Oh my God, I got you fired already. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry. So Pat Patterson came out and pulled me in the back and we were literally watching me wrestle with him in the ring. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, dumbfounded. I'm like, oh, I'm not, he's not in trouble, right? I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, no, we think you have so much natural talent. Can we offer you a contract? And I'm like, wow. So like you, I, got, I still get chills from it. So, so you, were ju- you were just training. What, what, had you been competing up to that point at all? No, 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 no just wow. dating. <laughs> there you go. I have watched this since I was knee high to a grasshopper, as the old people say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how old but, were you when you first when you first discovered it? I mean, who who was on the I was, Well, my adopted father. Um, I was adopted, so I was adopted at six weeks old. So my adopted family. Um, my father passed away here in Ohio. So we moved back to my mom's area, which was in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. I would go over and I was about seven then. 
so probably eight, nine years old, I started watching it. And, you know, that's when Tommy Wildfire Rich was um, there, you know, and, the, you know, the little girls have, oh, Jesus, your heart beat when he came out and, until years later. I have, don't let me forget. I got a story about him. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but he, you know, I would go over there. I would stay at my uncle's because we all lived within a block of each other. Mm -hmm. So I would go over and my pap-pap and I would sit, I'd sit between his legs and we'd beat the living crap out of each other <laughs> while we were watching it. I mean, the Four Horsemen would come out, or Rock and Roll Express. I, I we were just, <laughs> we would just beat the crap out of them. <laughs> I come home with bruised shoulders. My mom would be like, what happened? I'm like, oh, me and Pep-Pap were just fighting over the wrestling. We're good. <laughs> but every Saturday night, you caught me there. I missed, oh, I don't know, half dozen dates because they wouldn't come around the block to pick me up over at my grandparents' house. Really? Wow. Yeah. I was like, if you're that dumb, you don't need to, you don't need to date me. I'm out of here. No, fair enough. My grandparents were more important to me. That's fair enough. That's fair. So we're, we're talking about what territories was it? Was it like NWA that you were watching or was it more? Yeah, that was WCW, NWA in that, in that area. So cool. yeah, era, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when, you know, Tommy Rich was just getting coming through and Rock and Roll Express and you had the horsemen coming in, Arn and Oli, which, you know, I have to respect them. Those two, uh, I think Ollie didn't get, you know, he didn't get a whole lot of, like Arn did you know oh. he was just like kind of pushed to the side yeah but Arn really fought to make sure that he got his share of everything yeah. so Arn's a very nice guy I, yeah. I mean I haven't talked to him in 20 plus years so he probably won't even remember me but <laughs> hopefully he does <laughs> so uh, you know we're what I don't know, only a couple of minutes in so far, and the names you've dropped so far. Sorry, <laughs> I like the name drop. No, what can I say? no, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's one of the great things about being able to talk to you, because I, I grew up as a fan over in the UK. I didn't really get much closer. I only saw the WWF once when it came over when I was younger. So being able to sort of feed off of your own stories from someone who has been in around yeah. these guys is amazing for me it is amazing and and i would i've always looked at it this way i mean i have done pretty much everything in my life that i wanted to um i did drive i drove race car late model race car i've been an emt uh i literally have um been a, the administrative assistant to ceos and presidents of companies so mm. yeah i i mean i've done it all and I want to look at my grandkids when they get older and say, I don't care if you do anything, you try it. If you don't succeed, it doesn't okay. matter. No. Just trying it, you've succeeded. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And so that's what I want to portray to anybody that's listening today on this is, you know, do what you want. Try. Yeah. Just get out there and try. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. You may fail, but you know what? You're actually successful, even yeah. if you fail. That's there's how too, I feel about it. There's way too much onus on, on failure. This is another rabbit hole we can probably go down and have yeah. a whole other discussion about. But there's, there's <laughs> oh, way yeah. too much, I think, social media, as good as it is, um, yeah. in my opinion, is it breeds a lot of negativity and particularly yes, around it does yeah making Absolutely. people feel like they're failures but no that's 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 quality advice you know i think that's that's traits that are very much 
rare nowadays compared to yeah. what they were. So, uh, so going back to the beginning, so so right at the beginning, you said about you know Pat Patterson pretty much sort of discovered you or sort of started you off. So what happened yeah. then? How did you, what, what were the following well, you, months you or years? You go through the process. I mean, Vince wants to talk to you to make sure that you're ready for what's coming. And um, personally, um, it, it was just like such a whirlwind mm. that you're like, okay, things are coming at you. And then I get introduced to sensational <laughs> Sherry. Um, and was said, she's going to help train you. And I'm like, and I've always looked up to her. Yeah. She had the attitude like I do. Yeah, I'm like, you know, don't get in my way. I will knock you over. Yeah. But that girl beat my ass the first match <laughs> I ever had. <laughs> I love her. If you're going to learn, you're going to learn from the best. You know, I, I don't yes. think you could have gone in much higher at that point. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like surprised. I figured that it would be the trainers, which it was, but... Mm. You know, Sherry was there and, you know, they'd ask her to, if she would like look at me, watch me in the ring because of what they had seen. And I was like, like, you get that like jumpiness when you're around somebody that you yeah. idolized. Yeah. And when she walked up to me, she's like, hey, bitch, how you doing? <laughs> and that was our joke. Literally, that was how we talked to each other. Every time I met her. Or, I, you know, we were at a show or we crisscrossed. Hey, bitch, how you doing? <laughs> hey, bitch. That's, that was our thing. And she actually, a couple of years, well, probably, oh, geez, it's been a long, long, long time, probably about 18 years or so. She came into, they had a, a, a underground match out here locally and Sherry and, and more, uh, Bobby and uh, Robert were here. And I was like, I walk up and I said, hey, bitch. <laughs> And I'm standing there because she's signing autographs and she's looking around and she's like, you know, kind of who the hell would say that to me? And I said, hey, bitch, I'm over here. And she looked at me and she goes, holy shit, Nancy, it has been a long time. And I'm like, wow. yes, it has. So yeah. then we all just sat there and talked. <laughs> so she didn't forget. How long was she training you for? Oh, we trained for about a year together on and off. Okay. I mean, the first, it was the first two months straight. And when she had to go out for, you know, her contracts, she would go and come back and I'd be with the, the normal trainers and everything. Mm -hmm. So she was, she was like an inspiration to me. She really pushed me beyond the, the limits that I thought I had. Mm -hmm. And she said, you actually do have the talent that Pat came and talked to me about. And I absolutely love you. And I think you're doing a great job so far. And you know, you're going to go far. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, you don't need any more reassurance than that. To be yeah. Honest. One thing I think, you know, thinking back to that kind of era, I mean, women's wrestling, completely different now. I don't, I don't watch, um, I haven't w really watched wrestling, current wrestling for maybe nearly 20 years, 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's just too much TNA to me. Yes. honestly yeah it went through that sort of you know the end of the attitude area and then you know beyond for the next yeah. years, well so. you know vince had come to the women you now he was like you're gonna do a lesbian scene you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and i'm like no i got a son i'm not doing any of that <laughs> no i don't no. want my kid looking at that 20 years down the road and mom what the hey do? No, not doing that no and that is so i think you got so many talented uh, women wrestlers that really got overlooked because they either didn't look the part or they didn't act the part. Yes. So, exactly. you know, the end of the eighties, 
um, it looked like it was really being taken seriously. I remember Sherry in the late 80s when she was the champion that she really stood out because she she was a fighter. Yeah, you know, she, and, and she was. She would break the rules and you loved her for it. You loved to hate her, really. Yeah, oh, um, yeah she, was, she was a love to hate gal. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's sort of, it. I think from my perspective, the, the WWF tried to keep women's wrestling alive in the mid-90s. It, it didn't really... It, beyond sort of what well, late 95 96 it just disappeared um they, yeah. it was almost like a sideshow it was it, it just became a joke mm. and you know i i've been listening to more podcasts and a little bit more work uh um you know people back and forth with the different wrestlers and you can clearly clearly see that they had no regard for us whatsoever back in the day no. like i i was really really shocked to hear <laughs> a few of the big name people sitting there talking down about us. Mm. It's like, we made you look good. Quite. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We made you look good. Yeah. What, what it, was... it just annoys the crap out of me now hearing like honky tonk. I just listened <laughs> to a, an interview he did the other day and I was absolutely appalled and I loved him. Yeah. I, I, we did a couple um, underground uh, shows here together and I was appalled at how he was talking about us. It was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Who cares? I don't care. It's a lack of respect. Really it, very much so back in the day. Yeah. And and that's that was the big difference. We didn't get paid the money that Trish and China did. Or Sherry wasn't getting paid that much at the time. <laughs> but no. as she, you know, it started growing with the women and she pushed her way through. Mm. That's the money. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean... What, what what were the years that you were active with the WWF? What sort of era? Oh, it was around five eighty six. Well, eighty six because I had my son then. So it was from there for about thirteen years on and off. So because you know having a child and trying to drive, you know, fly all over the country or drive all over the country, it was a little difficult. So yeah. and the old the other thing that they had a problem with me is I'd, I would go into one stadium, eighty thousand people would be screaming my name. Wow. No kidding. Wow. The next place I went, at me as yeah. I was walking out to the ring. So they couldn't <laughs> get me to a, you know, an equal pattern to go through. So either one city hated me and the other city loved me or it was back and forth. So they couldn't quite get the niche with my character. Okay. Okay. What, what was your character then? Let's, let's sort of talk about that. What did it you was, develop? So, you and, know, it was kind of ladylike, but with an attitude. Cool. <laughs> down and out attitude like don't get in my face because i will run that, you over that and just I, kind of that sounds like you would have fit right in you know with yeah, again, certain people back then you know you had uh, um, in the day, it was really weird to go into and you almost knew every time after the fact that you knew oh crap what am i going to do to make these people like me here yeah or depending if i was playing face or heel so it was like if I was playing heel, it was great because these guys hated me for some reason. It was like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? Yeah, do you so just the character and the people writing my storylines? Yeah, I just don't think they knew how to put me in there. I, and that's the almost to God truth. I think I think that's the only thing I can figure mm. that happened with me is that they just couldn't find that niche. No. To, with the storyline but then you think 10 12 years later if you were around in you know the throes of the attitude era and that with that kind of you know tweener sort of position 
Yeah. You would have, yeah, again, you would have sawed because, Steve, yeah, Steve Austin really paved the way for, yeah, the, you know, that middle of the road. Go ahead. Let's yeah. have some beer in the, in, you know, in the ring and stuff. And that yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah. It's just, we would be all backstage and it was, <laughs> it was a mess. Was that? <laughs> that was was gonna, I was going to ask more along those lines, actually. Yeah. So that kind of era we are looking at. You got the height of excitement with, you know, the early early years of WrestleMania. Hulk, Hulk yeah. Hogan was sort of, yeah. you know, cutting it, Hulkamania and all that. What was it <laughs> actually like being there? Because we're, we're made to believe it was an amazing time. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it really wasn't. I mean, you had a lot of these wrestlers doing drugs, period. Yeah. Hulk was in the back shooting up. And then he'd go out and talk to the kids about taking their vitamins. And we'd be like, oh, would, you, would that be the vitamins? You just shut up in your mouth. So it, it's, to me, being a mom at that time, it was like kind of disgusting for me because yeah. um, a little bit about my history with my family is I'm the only one in my family that's never been in trouble with the law. Okay, I've made something out of myself. My brothers all rest their souls because I'm, the last one standing out of my family now mm-hmm. and uh they were in and out of prison for selling and doing drugs so i knew what they were doing and i'm like nope don't want anything to do with that so i knew to stay away from it mm-hmm. so and it's it was extremely hard to sit and watch them just do whatever you know it really was and then try to go out and tell the kids you know you need to be good you need to go to school you need to do your yeah. you know everything down the line and it was just like a load of bs it really was a load of bs they separate the boys separated themselves or the men i should mm. say separated themselves for from us they were like the only time they really wanted to talk to us is when we were ready to walk out with them like with the pimp and everything because yeah. i've been out with him <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. I actually got picture. I was watching a video the one night and I'm like, I had to stop it and show my husband. I'm like, look, that's me. <laughs> like, oh my God, it is. <laughs> you, talk, you, you are talking about the Godfather, yeah? We're talking about the yeah. Godfather. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it was just extremely like cold to us. Yeah. Like you could tell it was, but you know, we all just did our thing and we went about it we'd stay at hotels together and you would hear about the, the, the background about Pat Patterson and doing yeah. all of that at the hotels. And right. it's sad because he was such a sweet guy yeah. and I swear to God, he was, I just feel so horrible for what he's, you know, what I'm hearing now yeah. that not that we probably back in the day, we probably didn't even know. I seriously, I was probably oblivious yeah. to because I didn't care to hear the nonsense. I, I just was trying to remind that be positive and, yeah. and do the things that I needed to do to make myself better in the ring. So I had a future for my child because yeah. I have a little, I had a boy and he's 34 now. Okay. Yes. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, old I am. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm two, two years older than them. So we're okay. You know, I'm on the <laughs> right side of it. So it's fine. <laughs> Well, I'll be 54 on March 7th, so uh, everybody's kind of freaking out because I've gotten tattoos, I've gotten some piercings, and I got my hair colored, and I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Why not? I'm finally being me. Leave me alone. There you go. There you go. I have nobody to to answer to anymore. My... Uh, I found my biological parents. Both both of them now have passed. My mom passed Mm -hmm. last October. Um, 
and the three years ago, all three of my siblings finally passed. So that was it. I had nobody. Oh, all yeah. my grandparents are gone now. So it's just me. It's you. So, you know, whatever stage of life you find that side of yourself. Yeah, that's know, what it is. I'm like, I don't absolutely. care if you don't like it. You don't have to look at it. I had skin cancer on my arms. Um, I've already had it prior to, um, I've had two other spots removed for melanoma. So it started on my arms and I was like, last year, I was like, nope, not doing this. I don't want to see the scars. No. I'm sleeving them up. And that's exactly what I did. And I got one more session to do on the left and quite a bit on the right. <laughs> what, what designs have you gone for? Well, actually the left is, um, I'm not sure if you can see or not, but this is Mothra because I'm a geek. I love Godzilla. Awesome. And this is Gamera. <laughs> So, oh wow yeah the rest of it is all for my uh i rescue uh dogs from china at the slaughterhouses and the meat trade yeah so wow I fly over for a group called candy cane um i'm actually part of the team and uh you know we we save the dogs over there we we vet them we kennel them until they're able to fly over here and of course right now with the restrictions we're trying to fly as many over cargo right. to the different rescues here in the states i mean it's it's awful Unpacked. i've been over there multiple uh, last not last year year before um i was there three times a month for like five months and yeah. brought 63 dogs back and wow. saved another seven this this past December so that's like 70 dogs now so far how how good does that make you feel though you know oh, you kind of see, see take them from what they are going through to, to yeah what you it, it's amazing because the dogs know when I get them when they're handed over to me at Beijing Air, in a um, airport these dogs know they're smiling they're laughing you know they're, they're I've got some that smile so yeah. it's really strange um but they also lick you and they can tell they tell you thank yeah. you yeah. and then but when they get done with the flights and we're over here in the states and they're getting out of their crates and they know they're not going back in those crates yeah. they flip the switch in them that is just overjoying and you cry because it's like you know you've made a difference yeah. it may not be every dog but it's that one dog that i've made the difference for him yeah and that's just how I, I deal enough. with it. I love it. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional because no, I love no, doing beautiful. it. I'm actually going to be going to the Middle East here pretty soon um, for Motor City Rescue and picking up dogs over there and bringing them back. Wow. So what do you, do you, do you keep them for a time and then rehome them or have you? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I personally, I just like the carrier. I, I transport them back and forth. And I also, you know, when they're here, they actually have foster homes. Okay. So they're already set up with a foster home unless they've already been like, hey, this is who we're bringing and we have people that will do uh, an application for them and we file, you know, we go through the application, do an interview and do a home visit and then they end up going from there. Wow. And then they'll go into a, either directly to the home or we'll have them at a foster home and so they can get adjusted to uh to the united states they do not know english so un is a very good word for no un no and they they get it after a while <laughs> i have i have a china dog here i all three of my dogs are rescues as well um sophia is um here from the states sebastian is from macau 
at the Cannon Drum track, which was the worst horrible track in the world. Right. And we got it shut down and he was the last litter over there. And Hugo is a galgo from Spain that I rescued, that we rescued. So oh. he was kind of a foster that I, I lost. I just, I'm a loser. <laughs> I can't, no, if I'm fostering, they're staying. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, no, that's... I can't do it. So this is quite a, I mean, your life now is, I would imagine, very, very different from, from when you were in the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, you don't realize how, sorry, you don't realize um, how the uh, not being there and then you're down here, because yeah. I have actually been at like a restaurant or a business where I am and they'll go, ah, look at her. She's just a glorified secretary now. And it's like, real. It's a, it's a Everybody trend. has to work some way. This Absolutely. is this is how you get treated sometimes with certain snobby people. And it's like, no, I'm happy with my life. Mm. And yes, it's depressing because you can't do it anymore. Mm. At 34, I had a massive stroke. Wow. Which cut me out of my career. That shut down. I was in uh, rehab for six months. The first day I walked in, a lady was like, nurse goes, here's your clothes. Put them on. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? And I couldn't talk. My whole right side was done. It did cause brain damage. So at this point, I'm no longer allowed to work. Right. Um, I've had six, seven back surgeries in the last six years. So I went in to get a fusion done and they found that my L4 was broke. So I, my back was physically broke and mm -hmm. we don't know how I did it. Uh, or, <laughs> yeah. how, or how long it was like that. Yeah, They don't know how long it was. I was teaching. Um, I have a degree because you know, with my career, I, I put money back. Um, it paid for my college degree for an education out of UNC. Go UNC. Wow. Wow. Um, and I also unexpectedly in, in the late nineties had breast cancer. So I had to pay for the all treatments cash. Jeez. It's almost like then if, if life was, was a wrestling match, <laughs> that wrestling I have. Angle, you got the, you got the booker up in the sky. He's like, what can we do with her now? Yeah. It's like, here, let's just throw more at her and see if she yeah, likes she's, she's overcome this. Let's try this now. Shall we just, you know, yeah, let's just give her some more and see if we can dump on it. And then, you know, I, you'd, I, I'm learning, it's taken a long time, but I'm learning to just take it in stride right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially I, I, like with my father-in-law, he's not doing well. So from, he's got COVID pneumonia and it's oh, not looking okay. well. So, no, we're, you know. I think this whole thing, if it's taught me anything over the last 12 months is, it puts everything in perspective, you know, yeah, you, every little thing counts and it's cliche, but yeah. um I, I mean, I, I believe that, you know, I, I'm not quite the kind of, you know, year or yeah. a few years that you've had, but I, you know, I had a rough year last year with certain other things. It wasn't just, you know, COVID related, um, yeah. but things happen and you kind of, you then, I think this is kitting some people out for coping with it in yeah. a different way. It's, it's like, really, it's really difficult. According to the doctors, I had it last March. Okay. Um, they're even thinking now I, I was my last the end of October, beginning of November, I came back on, I think the third or fourth of November. And I 
a couple of days or a couple of weeks later, I started getting just like run down. I'm like, okay, do I do this? Do I do, what do I do? So I went in and the doctor ran some tests and apparently I posit, test positive for mono. So okay. I can see that I'm running my butt off three mm. times a month to China and that's 33 yeah. hours one way. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, okay. So she grounded me until March to fly. And then of course COVID happened. And then now they're thinking when I got sick in March that it was that it just it was the COVID that I had mm. gotten COVID over there and brought with me. And I was in my bedroom for six and a half weeks by myself. Wow. We had to separate the dogs. Dogs couldn't come near me. No. And nor could he. So I only saw them when they brought food up to me. <laughs> the dogs coming up. And that's it. I, I was in there for eight. I was down in the house for a total of eight and a half weeks. Wow. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine because that was at the time that we we were all kind of learning. We kind of knew what, what it was. was. Going on, what was we're, yeah. And now they're saying that with COVID you can get blood clots. Oh. Yeah. I'm There's like Something, so I'm like, great. Every day. No, I mean, I, uh, um, the thing I had it actually, I was last January, I was um, laid up just out of bad cold, what I thought, but I was in the bed for a whole week, which is not like me. Really. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't see that with you. I think you're all <laughs> to go through like I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, get out I've of got, my bed. I've got two six year olds. So, you know, oh, you, yeah. ha you haven't got time to uh, <laughs> nope. slow down. So, not at all. But uh, but now I um I, I tested positive positive for the the antibodies on two or three occasions last year so kind of like yeah I've had my fill. What you have? That's why. Tested me for that yet? I'm what? surprised they haven't asked me to do the the uh, antibody test yet. So. Yeah, I mean, mine was it was sort of a voluntary thing. They just contacted and sent a letter saying, "Would you like to take part?" I was like, "Well, yeah, why not?" And I wasn't yeah. expecting anything, and uh, answered a few questions, I suppose, but then you can get it again you know i've heard of someone today who who's yeah. been vaccinated against it before christmas over here and they got it again you know so yeah yeah it's it's this new strains that are coming out now they're finding another strain as well so it's like it's scary it's, you don't want to go anywhere is, you're like stay away from me yeah just go that got, way gotta to get to a point that we can rise above it enough that it's no longer as big a threat you know we can yeah i think once lives. we get the the covid vaccines out to everyone yeah. i think that's going to help a lot which i'm yeah. like bring mine on now can i have it now <laughs> <laughs> i want it sat waiting sat waiting <laughs> so drifting back to your um your wrestling days yes. just briefly so you were uh um who can you remember some of the opponents that you were you sort of performed against i'm from there's probably a lot you know Wendy, to remember, but... wow okay <laughs> there you go i'm like dropping names i guess i could drop hers why not yeah yeah <laughs> i mean over the years well, that you were you were sort of in there so well mula and you know uh, oh shoot i this is so bad because i am not wanting to disrespect her but i can't remember her name offhand um, but yeah, they would come in. I mean, I've had a couple matches with them, but they were more dark matches. So it yeah. was like before the TV, you know, come on. So it was kind of good because those, <sighs> I don't want to disrespect Mola, no. but I really liked her. So, I mean, it just, the whole situation and I'm sure you've seen the documentations yeah. and stuff. And yeah, so I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Again, it's like, for me, I like to be honest with people up front and I don't want to like 
have people think bad of me, but you know, yeah. you're going to have that. So, yeah. but she beat the crap out of me. So did <laughs> Sherry. Sherry was my actual first match. Okay. Yeah, that that so, makes sense actually sort of the, yeah the, the, it was good that we did because we had worked together and, and yeah. you know she was training me and it was like she's like i'm not telling we're not going to go in here and say what we're doing we're just going to go in there and you're going to work with me and i said okay don't hurt me too bad okay sherry and she's like yeah okay and i'm like oh i know i'm in for it now <laughs> she had that little laugh that when she snickered you were in trouble <laughs> we were in there working it went well it i mean we got complimented on it from everybody in the back i mean Brilliant. vince was there um you know pat shit, the whole list of these people i can tell you yeah. were all there and they were like hey that was awesome That's and cool. she was like yeah and she didn't even have a, a skit you know we didn't do anything we just went in there and worked together and that's what i told her and that's that's and the difference like, damn that's huge yeah i mean i grew up um so when i started watching actually watching wrestling it was the early 90s but i i've come to um it's 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 that kind of era it's the mid 80s to mid 90s that i really do um, respect and remember yeah. because it's so it's so different i'll try to watch some of the newer stuff now uh, which yeah. is it's very athletic i'll give you that but it is way over choreographed and you can tell that they probably spent hours and hours going over that yeah. so for you to go out there you know with without a plan yeah and, and still uh, get... we knew who was going to win but i mean that's yeah. the biggest thing it's like you know that outcome's done yeah and it would be stupid for them to put me on the winning side of this, you know, going out for my first match against Sherry. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it could have worked, but I'm glad the way it went because it just made me feel more comfortable in my own skin and that mm. I, you know, my own experience and how I was doing. So mm. it made me feel good that everybody thought we did a really good job or I did a really good job because Sherry's always done it. Oh, yeah. And um, so it made me feel good that I held my own against yeah. her and, you know, and there's one I'm one scary, thing. I, that's what you do. It's one memory of Sherry, I suppose, when I was growing up. One thing that I I'm I was always a bit disappointed didn't happen. So around sort of ninety three, they were teasing Sherry against Luna. Oh um, yeah. And that never you know never made it onto the mainstream. I I didn't see the weeklies and that, so I didn't really know if it no. happened anywhere, but. You Not know, that, that I'm aware of that it did because Luna, you know, eventually left after mm. and she became a, uh, I think she owned or she was working for a towing company in Florida. Oh yeah. So, I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, where she died at down there. So yeah. I mean, my grandmother on my mom, my biological mom's side was getting ready to pass. So that. Friday she Sherry had passed away and I heard about it and then Saturday su Sunday I heard that you know Chris Nancy yeah were real close yeah and heard all of that and then that Tuesday on my uncle's birthday my grandmother passed away so I get a hold of I got a hold of um Rob WCW's the maestro um Rob and I are really good friends still to this day and I got a hold of him and I said, how you doing? Da, 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 did all that. And I said, could you do me a huge favor? And he says, absolutely anything for you. I said, could you just talk to my uncle? It's his birthday. And he's like, absolutely. Just put him on the phone. So they sat on the phone for like half hour wow. and they're just gabbing back and forth. 
So, I mean, I love Rob to death. He's just an amazing man. That's amazing. Yeah, there's some forgotten names, I think, from WCW. They got swallowed up in those last sort of couple of years. Yeah, yeah. They, there was I, I. I had stopped, I was aware of what was going on. I had stopped watching it regularly by then. I, I think to me, the darkest day of what I saw was that day when WCW was no more. There was, there was nothing, you know, that competition yeah. is what drove it. You know, for a lot of the years I was watching it, it was clear who was winning the ratings and that, but you had that few years in the middle yeah. where you just weren't too sure. And it just yeah, yeah, changed it. Was, it. it was- it was neck and neck there for a while, yeah. especially at one point. And um, right before they went under, th- this was a funny story for you. Right before they went under, um, you know, I have a bunch of friends in the industry. So I just thought somebody was making a joke with me and said, hey, Nancy, give me a call. Hey, Nancy, Rick Flair, um, you need to call, call me back. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. I'm, I'm calling my friends. I'm like, who did it? And they're like, not me. That was really him. So, because I'd given them their num- the number that called in, and they're like, oh no, that was him. Wow. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, red face, calling him back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I apologize. I thought it was one of my friends. But he was doing, um, at that point, he was doing talent showing for down there. And okay. he wanted me to come down and, and oh. <laughs> audition. I was like, wow. That's and cool. then it boom like the next under. So, so even even he, so he didn't he didn't even know what was going on the really. Not, well, I think he did, but I think he was still trying. You know, his doing his job. Yeah. You know, if they could work it out, they could work it out, and they'd have people in there to to maybe new people to come in and and work. So but, what could have, what yeah. could have happened there? That's probably the biggest what if. Yeah, isn't it, really? you think you got to wonder because yeah. I was like, so excited was like i'm so sorry oh, i no. oh, i don't think i've ever apologized <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that bad. that's amazing but to be you know to be uh um honest enough to then ring the nature boy back and say sorry made a mistake hey made sorry mistake, it? you figured you're going now you're <laughs> Something, some, something tells me that he would have been totally fine with that, though. I, he was laughing. <laughs> I know that. That's always a good sign. I'm like, I'm going, this isn't funny, Rick. I'm really <laughs> sorry. He's like, no, no, it really is okay. That's he weird. said, I, I, I just didn't think you would not recognize me. <laughs> hey, it's probably a reality check for him. It's fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because it really intrigued me when I found out that you were with ECW as well. Yes. 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 Wasn't there very long, but I was there. Um, I worked with Raven. You you know who Raven is. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. I'm out with him every so often. Uh, Balls Mahoney and I were best, best friends. Uh, I love that man. And I sent you a picture, so you have it, of him and I and and, uh, Rob. And that man and I worked so well together, like so well. I don't know how those guys in ECW like lived after the, some of the things I saw them do. No, it was groundbreaking. I mean, there was some real diehard fans around there that wouldn't cast an eye over ECW. And I, I didn't get to see a lot of it. Um, I was picking up tapes, reading it in magazines. And then there was a cable channel that 
over in the UK that actually did start showing it weekly. Wow. I was, I was, I was, I was in love with it. I mean, almost a little bit too late. Yeah. And and Paul Heyman was not the best guy in the world. He still isn't. I, I, okay. They've got an attitude that they think that they're much better than thou. And, you know, it, it just, I was basically loaned out to them because I think they needed to give a break with my character trying to figure out what yeah. we needed to do to change it up. Sure. So they sent me over there for a while and, you know, lent me out to Paul Heyman. And I, I've never really gotten along with him, but that's just a personal thing. It had nothing to do business-wise. I just, yeah. Yeah, personalities, we just did not clash. Did you have a lot to do with him when you were over there? Did you have to deal um, with him? Well, he ran the place. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah had to talk to him pretty much every day when you were there to see what you know his thoughts on everything and what he wanted you to do and mm. and I was like I just I don't know I just never really liked the guy I mm. I don't I've always had that gut feeling and when I have a gut feeling like that I go with yeah. it so I just yeah. kind of tried to okay I'm yeah. done how how different was it me to do and I'm out <laughs> how how different was it compared to the WWF I mean already you said that you you dealt directly with Paul Heyman. Did you did you have many conversations with Vince when you were at WWF, or was um, it really dealt with by sort of other departments? Most of mine were with different departments, but I've had a couple in, run-ins with Vince, and um, and it just. I like the term "run-in." That suggests there's more to it. I, I, I try not to be mean and nasty and bring up all the damn no, <laughs> no, no, ugly no. stuff, but no. I did not like Vince at all. No, he was a very cocky man that thought he could touch, do whatever he wanted, and then yeah. he brought Trump into the picture. And uh-huh. three uh-huh. of us, three of us, my girlfriends, Denise and Tammy and I, were assaulted by Trump in one of our locker rooms. This was the second time. So, and Vince stood in front of us, me and Denise, while he did some other stuff to Tammy. So I'm, this is the first time I'm bringing this out in public. Oh my God. You got to know that you're getting an, an exclusive at the moment because I've kept my mouth shut for a really long time. And until this past year, when I read documentation that he had raped that 13 year old girl so i was done keeping my mouth shut so i met up with two of uh, one of my girlfriends and um actually two of my girlfriends over in november down in columbus area and we spent the weekend together and talked about reminisced about everything and you know so we were trying to heal a little bit more so it is what it is and you know I just make sure that I speak my truth now, and then these little Trumpers don't believe me. I don't really care. Fair enough. Don't really um, care. So no. You got an exclusive that I didn't tell you before. Wow. No. Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, thank you for for feeling that you can share that as well. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It, I know I'm probably gonna start getting slammed by people again, but I mean, between TikTok and Facebook, I don't even care anymore no. because I get so many people coming at me. They know who I am and. They know what he's done because I put it out there now. Um, I just don't care anymore. I, no. I'm just done hiding and protecting a rapist. Why? Why? Yeah. Why should you? Again, I well, you know, we won't were, go too far, we but why should you? Have to do contracts. Right. Okay. So you know how that is. You either shut your mouth, keep your job, and when you're you know a single parent, not and this is the only job you had at the time, you keep your mouth shut. 
And I'm sure to damn well believe that if Vince hears this, he's going to deny every little bit because that's what he did before. Only well. Let's say if Vince hears well, this, then I've, I've hit. I've, I, can, I can actually say that now. <laughs> I don't regret anymore. <laughs> if Vince hears this, I've hit the big time. So, yes, you, you know, it's good for me. <laughs> I'm so. sure you will. <laughs> well, no. So, was that, um, was that back in the time, uh, sort of? Around sort of WrestleMania four or five, yeah. just when Trump it, was in there. Around there, about three or yeah. four, so something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I apologize if I don't give you correct dates because mm-hmm. right now, um, since I had the 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 first stroke, I've had I had brain damage from it. So it, the comprehension and memory portion, of my I have to like write everything down or I don't remember sure. it. Okay. Um, sometimes, Sophie, come here. Um, uh, anyway, so I just tried to be very careful. Uh, of putting time periods down because I don't want to be misconstrued as lying. Yeah. I, I, I want to put that differ out there. So, it, you yeah. know, so, but yeah, that's, that seems about right about that time. So yeah. it was, it was just, just really, really bad for us. And you've, we've lived with this. The three of us have lived with this for 20 some, almost 30 years now. So it's like, the, it, it's been like, um, I don't know therapy bringing it out yeah. now so it's kind of good for all of us i think no i i, I think you're amazing really for being able to speak out and that being able to i mean having to not for so long it's like a small lifetime that you've yeah it, you know, it feels like it was a lifetime ago and it's just you know it, yeah. it is what it is at this is point so yep all right there you go moving forward <laughs> moving forward moving on <laughs> so um um what were your um, sort of any any favorite memories from sticking with ecw for a minute any favorite memories any favorite angles that you were involved in or anything that well sort of i you... mean raven did a lot he would just come out and he was just amazing to work with mm. i i really loved working with him and balls those mm. two just like would make it so easy for me to do a lot yeah. I mean, I could go in and I would manage them and I would go in and beat the shit out of somebody while no one was looking and <laughs> I could just do whatever I wanted. They were just like, go for it. We'll, we'll protect you. Yeah. And that's what happened. So those are the memories I remember from that because it was like, I would be managing them. I come down to the ring with them and, you know, they would, you know, oh, they're, here comes my little girl. Oh. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> come here. Come here, Sophie. Come here. Come here, giggle my baby. So, um, can you go lay down now, please? Go lay down. Thank you, honey. She's actually, um, her and uh, Sebastian, who came from uh, Macau, are my service dogs now. Because okay. I, my blood, my blood pressure drops pretty low or goes really high, and she, uh, all of a sudden, just started, hey, poking me and knowing that it was doing it. So I started training her more, and. So now she and Sebastian both are my service dogs, so I can get, it's nice to be able to take them with me now, and they know when I'm having a problem with my blood pressure, so. So another reason why you you feel very safe, really, is that you surrounded yourself with, um, if you don't surround yourself with people to protect you. Dogs. I like dogs more than I like people. I like animals more than I like people anymore. They're more loyal, (laughs) more loyal. Yes, exactly. But yeah, that would be, that would be the big things for me 
mm. is those matches that I got to go and beat the crap out of other people. Well, you know, my, my guys had the refs to the point and <laughs> you'd slap them, kick them. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, now looking at your, you know, your, your times and who you worked with at both, you know, WWF, you couldn't have started, you know, going into, into women's wrestling at that point, you couldn't have asked for a better start than who you were given to work with. Yeah. <clears throat> you go to ECW, you've been. Totally respect everybody that I've ever worked with. Yeah. I love most of them. There are a few. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. But yeah, but I don't know if you remember who Bobby Blaze is. Yeah, I remember Bobby Blaze. Oh, dude, I was working at, um, oh, what was, it was Cleveland All-Pro Wrestling, and it was JT Lightning. Um, he's passed away now, but I was up there with him, and we were, I had just had some surgery um, on a hernia that I had in my belly, so... I wasn't allowed to be in the ring, but I could walk up to the ring. The doctors had to, you know, okay that. And Bobby's like, well, here, let's do this. Okay, so I'll go up when you're, when you get thrown out, I'll go over and kick you in the, in the chest. No big deal. He then turned around and threw me for four freaking rows of chairs. <laughs> Not quite kicking, man. I was yeah. like, really? I completely lost character, oh, no. ran up to the ring. <laughs> And I was going to whoop him. <laughs> that <laughs> probably, everyone probably thinking you're still in character by that point. Yeah, they did. They, no one knew that I was out of character because I was, I was set fire right to him. And I was going, I was going to hurt him. Jeez. No, I do. So I get in the back after the, after the match and I looked at JT and I said, don't no, that man I will never work with again. So don't wow. even ever ask. Uh, and I said, you're already blackballed in w WWF right now. So don't push your luck. I was going to say, I only saw him once on WWF tapings. I think it was, he was in the light heavyweight championship tournament at the end of 90s. Yeah, he didn't go 90. very far. No, yeah, no, no. It's, it's mainly, it was, it was a name that popped up. A few of the magazines that I bought over here would look at the indies. And it was yeah. a name that popped up quite a lot. So Yeah, he would just, I mean, he didn't care. He didn't yeah. care who he hurt. He just tried to get ahead. And, and it's like, seriously, he knew that I just had had surgery like five weeks before that. And it was all clear that no one was to touch me. JT was yeah. like, don't touch her. Yeah. Let her do what you've asked. She'll do that. That's not a problem. Yeah. And he ended up. And I was like, I, it took me a minute, like a minute to like, what just happened? Yeah. And I'm like, I knew my stomach, I had to end up going back into having it refixed. And I, had, at that point, I just came out of it and I flew up to the ring and I was grabbing him down by his trunks. <laughs> he said, get off of me. And I said, yeah, well, you're going to lose something here in a minute. <laughs> and there's some people who, who get a bad rap, I think, for being quite clumsy in the ring. I know Bill Goldberg has had yeah. a few years, you know, the, the careers that he did end and could have ended. I, I think it's unlucky on his his part yeah, others that just sound like, like that that yeah. have hurt people in the ring not intentionally no. but it's because they weren't trained very well yeah um and they just thought that they could come walking in and get in the ring and yeah. and you just can't do that no. and and i think goldberg knows that and i think he i think bill knows that enough that you know he'll admit it i mean i've seen yeah. him do a couple of interviews and he's like yeah i shouldn't have never done that uh, and yeah, i feel bad but 
a well, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the risk you take, I suppose. But I suppose when you're like you were, when, you, when you're working with someone who almost like intentionally does it, you know, yeah. to, I mean, they're, they're a different, different breed. You can't. The intensity, yeah, the intensity that they have is just completely different. And then yeah. you get in there and literally you get in a lock zone sometimes and you're like, yeah, and head forward and you don't realize, crap, I could have hurt them or I did hurt them. And, you know, I don't, I never like to hurt any of my, my opponents. No, so, and no, you gotta be safe. I can, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because this is your livelihood and you yeah. need to be extremely safe. Absolutely. I uh, just quickly, uh, one thing that you'd mentioned as we were kind of, you know, messaging before <laughs> this is um, you, uh, you got to, on the, I guess on the indie circuit, you got to manage a couple of quite big names, Jimmy oh, Snooker yeah, and King Kong Bundy. With them in in the WWE or in the actually the F and yeah it was nice um yeah. Jimmy Superfly Snuka and and King Kong Bundy Christopher yeah. yeah love both of them they are my I mean dear God you couldn't have asked for a nicer man out of Jimmy Snuka no. but roll around to find out that he fibbed and he did hurt his girlfriend and killed yeah. her and you know God rest his soul but. You know, I, I personally never saw any of that come out of him. And that's the thing. It's something, from my perspective, when you've got something that surfaces so many years later, you know, obviously they've got, they've lived, they've managed to live their lives with that and, and beyond yeah. that. So, you know, people can make these mistakes or, you and know. Yeah, and mistakes I, you know, I don't know if he intentionally did something or what, whatever that, that's, yeah. he's got to answer for and, mm. and that all. But when I worked with him and I helped him out, he would always, always bring me out to the ring with him when he did pictures for the fans. He'd always give me money. And I'm like, no, I don't want it. It's good. I'm good. No, no, you get money. And I'm like, okay, you wow. just shut up. Just don't, you don't argue. Say the man's like this and go, no, your money. And he's like, yes, you will. <laughs> okay, I'm good. So, so you no, know, that was that he was amazing to work with. Um, very, very professional. Yeah. You know, we were backstage at one of the shows, and I said, "Well, do you want me to do this, this, and this?" And he's like, "No, we're going to talk to the promoter. We'll see what he wants." And I mean, that's how professional. Yeah. About it. So yeah. that was amazing. I mean, when he said that, I said, like, "You're absolutely right. Let's do what you need to do, and we'll go from there." Yeah. He was just such a sweetheart, and his <laughs> daughter. Oh my God, I loved her to death. And, you know, Chris mm. would never come to Ohio and work an indie show without me. Wow. He would always tell the promoter, if I'm not on the bill, I'm not coming. Wow. So he would make sure that I got to work with him every time he comes to Ohio. And I was like, I love you, buddy. <laughs> and I actually had just talked to him like a year before he died. And it was oh. like... I, I was devastated when I got the call the next morning when he died. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, no, I'm so sorry. We needed to call and let you know. And I'm like, oh my God. I, um, my I, whole day was just ruined. I, I posted out on, I think it was my Instagram the other day after hearing that Butch Reed. Yeah, passed. I saw that. And it's, Oh my God. He was I, such a sweetheart. He, he was one of those kind of, 
I don't know, underrated, I suppose. He was, I, I loved watching him when I was younger, especially when he was with Ron Simmons and Doom, you know, I, I mentioned as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, you know, that was a team they caused, in my eyes, the biggest upset I saw, um, you know, back then when they beat the Steiners and that. And he was almost like he was there. He was, he was a force, but he wasn't in your face with it. He wasn't. Yeah, he was just. Shoved down everyone's I'm throat. here. I can kick your butt. That's good. That's all I need to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I, I, I said as well that the, um, the ring in the sky is, is a lot better place than the one down here at the minute. I think because yeah. there's, there's too many too many yeah. great ones that have uh, yeah it's and, and it again it comes back to when i was there everybody was doing the stuff yeah. i mean there's no denying it they've all come out and admitted it now so i'm not saying anything that's not no. untrue, you know so yeah. it's it's sad but every time you lose somebody and you you see how they died you're like okay what happened so was it from that or is it just natural yeah. causes or something you're looking at and you're like no nah, it's drugs again yeah. so and it's like sad because they're just being picked off now because yeah. they're older and their body cannot take what they've done to it no and it's sad because there's so many of my friends that have passed that i'll get up on you know and i'll get up and somebody will post it onto my facebook um or my instagram and it'll be like holy crap and it takes me back and i have to sit for a little bit to mm. like comprehend what's going on and it's like seriously they're not a, they're not even of an age that you would expect you know a lot of these that have gone you know mid-30s 40s, 50s, 50s, i mean they're uh, my age yeah like i'm like crap am i gonna kick the bucket <laughs> no i didn't do the drugs so i'm no. okay i hope <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a common trend there probably yeah correlation that you'll uh you'll yeah. find out but um nancy this has been amazing i think to be honest with you i could safely book another show at some point and yeah we could absolutely carry on. i'm down if you I ever want to love that. let me know i'm good yeah, no, I there's one thing i do need to tell you a little bit about you know because we brought it up about tommy wild yes i was going to ask you before yes, oh my God. <laughs> Go so i roll around years later i was it was one of the shows that i actually was doing for jt lightning and he had booked Tommy on, on the, on the show. Yeah. I was super excited to meet him cause I had not met him and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the man I grew up watching. I'm like in love. Yeah. He ruined that within two seconds of me meeting him. Whoa. Oh yeah. Like, let's go out, do some pot and let's get in the car and have sex. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, I mean, he said it in, in, in yeah, a few more words probably. Now yeah. I'm just making it better for radio, but yeah, yes. I was like, "Excuse me, wow, you just said what to me? <laughs> you ruined the, my whole childhood, dude." <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, probably loads. I think you know those guys that have his his standing that have said that and and made some girls dream. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they were, but not me. Not I was. You. David Ricky Morton on the side for a okay. while. Okay. <laughs> well, wow. you're getting all the exclusive. I am. I like this. This is why I need to. I need oh, to get I'm you back. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna get a call from going. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, yeah, it, it, if if any. Lot, we did go out a couple times, so. If this if this helps any of these guys, you know, notice and want to come on and talk to me, hey. Hey. 
Hey, I'll, I'll get, tell you what, I, I can hook you up with Rob. Rob yeah. would love to do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get with him. I'll call him. Actually, I'll text you his number um, okay. and his, all of that later. Yeah, okay. I'll get it to you and then I'll call him and say, hey, could you, you know, you want to do a podcast? I'll hook you up. Oh, thank you. That would be amazing. Thank You're you making me feel wanted again. And oh, I'm so thankful for that because I have, I talk to everybody around here or somebody like, my husband's con or family owns a business and mm -hmm. when i started working there when before we started dating um all the tow truck drivers would come down going i just watched you on tv last night and i'm <laughs> like huh because i'm like i don't think i was still on and they're like oh yeah we saw you mm. we know who that was you i'm like oh crap <laughs> i'm like let's go somewhere. away <laughs> It's a great and thing. my kids too, when I was teaching school, mm. my, my junior high kids, they were behavioral students that were thrown out from their home schools. Okay. So I was teaching them and I had seventh through ninth graders. Of course, everybody knew who I was and they were always trying to get me to wrestle with them. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> don't start something you can't finish so if you're gonna act up and i gotta put a restraint on you <laughs> we're not gonna like how i'm gonna do it and they're like mrs jones i <laughs> want to see if i'm better than you and i said well you're not and we're good so go sit back down and the thing is they probably gone home and said yeah she she hit a promo on me and it <laughs> made their day so <laughs> oh my god it was hilarious though it was it was <laughs> And I had one kid that was just so bad. I mean, he was just, it was horrible with his home life. But right. yeah, I think the only time that he ever gotten any type of attention is when he would make me go put him in a restraint. <laughs> he would kick me. He would throw me up against the wall. Wow. I mean, these kids are, I mean, I had a 6'2", 300 pound ninth grader. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He would pick up tables and throw them at me. <laughs> and you're putting them in a restraint that you're trained to do. Yeah. And you'd be sitting in the the door frame of a door and you'd be like, Are you done yet? Oh no, I'm just getting started, Mrs. Jones. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, you're done now. <laughs> That's the problem. It kind of it kind of blurs the the, the, the fun, you know, the doing yeah. it for fun and, and being serious. So oh, yes. Uh, listen, there's yeah. just one thing left on my agenda. Yes, Have a little sir. bit of fun. You know, everyone loves a little bit of fantasy booking oh yeah world so uh you know just just a, 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 a kind of an easy one probably i could have i could have gone a bit more complex than this but if you could if you could put yourself in a match at wrestlemania again doesn't you know could be any yeah. wrestlemania you want past present who would you want to face oh my god oh you're gonna make this hard <laughs> trish trish oh. and i could work together real well that would be awesome see that um I really wanted to, in my whole entire life, honestly, this has been a match that I would have loved to have. And I know she wasn't there at the beginning, but China, I would have loved to work mm. with China. I knew her and mm. she was such a sweet girl, but you know, but yeah. anyways, she, I would have loved, loved to have a match with her at WrestleMania. That would, that would have been the topper for me. Cool. What, what, so, so what era of China's character then? Sort of when she oh, was the butch brother, oh, bodyguard or the triple H and the whole, yeah. I'm better, bigger and badder than you. Awesome. 
I absolutely love her because she was just, just to, I mean, she wasn't the best worker in the world, but yeah. she could go in there and ruin a day for somebody. Absolutely. I mean, she, she helped change the face of um, for females. Yeah, for females. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I would have, yeah. if she would still be alive, I would, as bad as my back and knees are, <laughs> I would probably take her up on it. Awesome. <laughs> Well, there you I go. I could have trouble, but oh well. <laughs> That's that would that would be amazing. Either of those, actually, yeah. I mean, Trent, yeah. Trish, Trish, Trish yeah, was awesome. She was just a little sweetheart. Um, so she she was one of these that I kind of looked at, and I, um, I, I don't know a lot about her background and, and you know how much wrestling she had done before, but I looked at her as she came in as a bit of kind of eye candy for the guys. Yes. And then really, she could yeah. she could look after herself in the room. Oh yeah. Yeah, and well, I mean, again, backstage, you're talking, these guys looked at us like that, literally. And, oh, she's good looking. Oh, no, no one won her. And and you would hear that as you're going by, but they keep it under low tight, you know, low key. So, but it's not like we didn't hear them. So, and again, we were just kind of like tossed to the side. We were the girl, like in my era, we were the girls that got like Trish and China into the the forefront of this. So. It's kind of sad that we all missed out on that, but in the same respect, I'm glad I was at least a part of that to yeah. help move this generation forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nah. So I'm grateful. I, as much as I don't like Vince, I am grateful for him giving me the opportunity to be there and, and work and, you know, have the memories I have yeah. and we'll never be able to thank him enough for that. Yeah. Uh, that's you, you you got to everyone's got to um to respect and appreciate where where they started off you know no matter where they went or what they ended up yeah. thinking at the end you know absolutely and uh i think you know you have been an amazing guest <laughs> i i can't I'm wait to do that, you know <laughs> i was Just, worried i was gonna go tanking it <laughs> no this this is this has been absolutely amazing i'm, I'm so glad it, it happened you know um, yeah i'm so glad I mean, just talking with you on, on, on Facebook that day, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So yeah. And when you ask, I was like, um, yes, please. <laughs> like no one ever knows me. So I'm like, yes. And please. this is, this is, in, you know, this is, um, I've, I've, I've only been doing this since last year. I've had a, I've had a few, um, few guests on that have been a blast to talk to, you know, they, a, a couple of them may not have been names that people yeah. were aware of, but this is what's great for me because you guys have got stories that probably don't get told as as much as they should do. So, yeah. you know, hopefully I'm, I'm, you know, helping get that out there. And yeah, could you I, will. I mean, it, yeah. it makes me, you know, like the people start, because I do, I, I mean, I've been to Disney World and, you know, depending on where I stay at Disney World, when I was going, mm. um, if I'd like stay, literally, it was weird. If I would stay at like Pop Century, which is a cheaper one, mm the kids you would think would be all over me. No, no, they were gone. It was the parents at the uh, um, Animal Kingdom Lodge that would send their kids at me in the, in the guest shore shop and go, go get her ad, go get her autograph. Now, go, go. And I'm like, okay, you're too young to know who I am. So tell your dad to come over here. And he'd be sitting over in the corner just standing uh, there. And you're like, just come over. I don't bite. Come on over. <laughs> Because I appreciate my fans that do recognize me and yeah. remember me. I mean, I, I 
have it from both ends. I get a lot of people go, nope, don't remember you. Okay, no problem. No, no big deal. And then I get a lot of them that, oh my God, you were a heartthrob for me when I was growing up. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. So yeah, it's, you know, so when people come to me and know who I am, I love to talk to them and I love, love to, to, to make their dreams come true kind of thing, you know, and, and, and make them happy. So you, you, you made me very happy. Yeah. Thank thank you so much. You've been so sweet. (laughs) I'll give you the floor before we say goodbye. Is there um, anywhere, you know, anything that you want to, you know, promote that you're doing or anywhere that people can connect with you? Yeah, I mean, um, my big thing right now is I'm rescuing dogs from China. I am part of what's called Candy Cane. Um, I am part of the team. I'm the flight volunteer for the United States. If anybody could donate just a couple dollars, it would help. Um, It is candycane.org or candycanerescue.org. And there's three ways you can donate. Literally $5 is like double over there. So it helps us with food, vet bills, because we're in like $20,000 of vet bills right now. Um, We just had to turn down 50 dogs, 50 greyhounds that initially, you know, went to now are gone because we couldn't afford to bring them into the kennels. So that's pretty much what I do right now. And, and, um, you know, that's my whole goal is to rescue. And, and again, this is, if you see my tattoos on my arm, this is the left side is nothing but for the the rescuing that I do now. And I have a whole slide on my rib cage and it's all about rescuing my greyhounds and the, the whippets that I get from over there. And I do other dogs as well. But if anybody can like want to donate, that'd be great. I mean, that's, that's what I do. That's my important goal right now is to get money to them right now because uh, Carrie, who owns it, actually owns a rescue out of the UK as well. Oh, okay. In Birmingham. Wow. Okay. In Birmingham. So she came out the other day and did a big video of why we couldn't take 50 dogs. And you, you, she's in ter- tears because yeah. it's like, we don't like turning dogs away. And especially that they're going to be treated yeah. the way they're going to be to be killed. So you know, we, we tried to get as many dogs in, but we, we just don't have the funds right now. So we have to get funds. Um, that's my biggest, biggest thing. So if anybody wants to please go Absolutely. to candycanerescue.org and give us a couple bucks, that's all we need. Every little helps. Yes. Thank you for letting me put that out there. I appreciate it. Absolutely. What I'll do is I'll put a link on the, um, on the the podcast notes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No worries. Seriously, I do because it's like this, this is my life now. This is what makes me happy anymore. I I mean, I'm no longer allowed to work because of the mental problems or the, 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 the damage that the strokes did to me. I've actually had four altogether now. So yeah, I had the big one and, and then I've had three others since. So it's done a little bit of damage each time. So not being allowed to work anymore it has been dealing with depression. So and dealing with all of that. So it's like, this gives me a purpose in life now since I can't wrestle anymore. I can't do this. I can't do that. This I can do. I may have a hard time flying because of the pain it puts me in, but I will fly no matter how far I need to do to bring my dogs back and get them into a home that is loving. So this is my biggest thing now. (laughs) 
Well, you know, I, I think you're amazing. And, you know, oh, from what, li- what life is thrown at you, you are indestructible. I you try. <laughs> I'm not, I can- there are times that I'm like, okay, I give. I can't take no more. <laughs> You're only human, but you know, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of this. And I can't oh, I have to. Off. Thank you. You bringing yeah. back all these memories of, and like, I'm going to be in a happy mood for the next five weeks. Oh, bless you. Remembering everything. <laughs> so this has been wonderful. Thank you. No, so much thank you. Me. No, thank you. And I can't wait to have you back on. Yeah. Anytime. I'm Great. ready. Anytime. Let's do it. And then I'll, and I'll, like I said, separately, I'll send that over to you and I'll get thank a hold you. of Rob. That's be amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. But, um, but no, thank you so much, Nancy thank and you. Jones. It's been amazing. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.